Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gannon, alongside my partner, Jack and Nicholas. We're here to bring you news notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you have the chance, go check out our website, justsayingfootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at just saying no GWJS for article and video updates. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify and get us in your ears at just saying football. Buddy, week nine is here. We got some teams on a bye. Uh, Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of fantasy uh, players in that week. A ton of fantasy bodies. players, right? Minus uh, some Denver players. You know, we always try to take them out of the, the out of the lineup. All right. But uh, got some news and notes following the trade deadline. Uh, Josh Dobbs plus a 2024 seventh rounder were traded to Minnesota in exchange for a sixth rounder. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Head coach Mike McDaniels. GM David David Zegler and offensive coordinator Mike Lombardi of the Raiders have all been fired this week, all on the same day. Massive overhaul happening in Las Vegas. Yet Devontae remains on the roster. Get into that as well uh, <laughs> later on. Chase Young traded to the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for a third-round pick. Don't know how that happened. Don't know how the rich get richer on defense. John, they, John Lynch just does whatever he wants to Washington. <laughs> they do. And fun fact about the 49ers, 27th-ranked uh, sack rate percentage in the NFL. So while they do have an elite defense, they are not getting after the quarterback in the sacks that they once did. So something to keep in mind with Chase Young coming in mind uh, to coming in town. And our last big news for the trade deadline: Leonard Williams of the New York Giants was traded to Seattle in exchange for a 2024 second round pick and a 2025 fifth round pick. Uh, we'll also get into some of that a little bit later on. But let's jump into our blowout categories because uh, we have the Arizona Cardinals making their way to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Browns are favoring this by minus nine and a half over under here of 37. Uh, no Josh Dobbs, obviously. Still no Kyler Murray, though. We have rookie uh, Clayton Toon coming in from the University of Houston. And what are your thoughts? Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, Kyler Murray probably coming back next week. It's looking like he's trending that way. Deshaun Watson for the Browns is also looking like he is going to be on trend to play this game, but no one is too sure. Um, You know, like you mentioned, it's going to be on Clayton Toon this week. Uh, fifth round draft pick out of Houston. Um, I will say one thing I do like for the Cardinals, a bright spot has been trade McBride. Um, you know, he's become a huge weapon the last couple weeks with Zach Ertz on IR 14 targets last week, 95 yards on 10 catches and a touchdown. Um, on the other side, the Browns, um, their defense, we've talked about every week. They're at home. This is a, they're, and they're favored by nine and a half. Um, give me that started out easily. Um, Clayton, Clayton Toon just sounds like a kind of guy that you look back in five years and he's thrown three interceptions. <laughs> yeah, I look the the we talked about it, like you said, Browns defense has been playing electric and uh, their offense is doing just enough to win games uh, along with the refs. So I'm locking the Browns on this one. I don't think this will be a great start for Clayton Toon. This is a tough defense, and you're on the road. All right, there's a lot of factors going into this. So I'm locking in the Browns for sure. Uh, moving on into our next game. Now, this isn't really a blowout game. This is just a really bad game. Uh, we got the Washington Commanders making their way to New England to take on the Patriots. Patriots are favored in this one by minus three and a half over under here of 40 and a half. Uh, Washington started out hot in the last game. And then AJ Brown said, not today. I'm a dominant guy. And I catch the best looking touchdowns around. What are your thoughts in this game? Yeah, Sam Howell finally had a good week last week. Uh, he needed it to keep him keep them alive in that game. That wound up being a way better game than we expected. Um, New England, um, you know, like you said, when you look at them this year, the games become a little bit more boring. Um, but one guy like uh, Demario Douglas, um, I know Sean's mentioned him over the last couple of weeks, seen 13 targets, um, you know, the last two weeks. 
a 77% catch rate. I, I think that we're kind of seeing a change here after Keishon Butte's out. Yeah, let's but, we got to see what's going on, you know. Because, yeah, but I was going to say, I do like New England in this game. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, you know, I don't. I know Washington has traded Montez Sweat. I know they traded Chase Young. You know, the first rounders are now gone, that elite mm-hmm. defensive line. And, of course, you have Jonathan Allen being like, I'm sick of losing. But yeah. I like them for this one. I don't know what's going on with New England. The offense just isn't isn't getting going. Kendrick Bourne now out for the year, torn ACL. That was Mac Jones' number one guy, it seemed like. Yeah, I Kendrick. don't know. You know, Demario Douglas, he looking like he should be the new wide receiver one. He is a rookie. There's a like there's just so many question marks about this offense still. And I think that the commander's offense is doing just enough. You still have Terry McLaurin. We saw what Jahan Dotson could do last week going off yeah. for a hundred yards and a touchdown. I think that can be just enough to beat the Patriots defense and offense to me. Our first right. opposition of the day. I love I know that. I I love it as well. Let's move this along into our Mac categories. We're going to kick it off with my Minnesota Vikings making their way to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The Falcons are favoring this on my minus four and a half over under here of 37 and a half. Uh, I'll let you go first because I probably have too much to say in this. Category. Yeah, well, um, yeah, to save. I know Sean's going to get a lot into the Viking situation. One thing that's interesting on the Atlanta side for me, I am going Atlanta um, as much as I love Sean. I do hate quarterbacks, as I talked about with Clayton Toon coming in off of the first start. Um, you know, tough defense in Minnesota too. Um, uh, you know, to keep them alive in this one. But at the end of the day, um, it's going to be Taylor Heineke, who we've seen in Washington the last couple of years veteran guy um i'll take the falcons four and a half no problem um they they confuse me on offense i have no idea what their philosophy is week by week but i think that this week it's just to run Bijan as much as possible open l fantasy managers are and um yeah i'm gonna take the the falcons four and a half and let you transition into more of the sadder part of the news here yeah yeah you know vikings had a tough start in the first four we were one and three crawl their way back man we got to four and four and most people who know me i'm not the biggest kirk cousins fan in the (laughs) world all right that's not necessarily my guy i don't mean to laugh i know he's hurt yeah and but this season it started to see like the last three games he was getting it done for the team like kirk cousins was stepping up because there was no jj he was making all these elite passes the stats were looking fantastic and to have him now tear his achilles right when we get to four and four we're now technically in the playoffs that the season ended right now. We have five winnable games like I talked about. You know, Vegas, the Bears, we got Atlanta, we got New Orleans, we got Denver. Winnable games all of a sudden. Yeah. We lose a key asset in Kirk. I know. It now, feels like it feels like every time you guys are gonna win now, they gotta play the Titanic song because it's gonna be like an overcoming of something. I know we're no we're no longer rocking Creed <laughs> in the start of the games anymore. It's been brutal. And to me, though, I will say this Josh Dobbs. I think it's a he's a serviceable guy. I thought he's actually done outstanding in Arizona. Outstanding being he won a game. He's been playing well. They've been keeping themselves in games. And this is a much better team than Arizona, I think, especially mm-hmm. offensively. Our offensive yeah. line is playing great. We got Jordan Addison. JJ is coming back. Hopefully next week. There's rumors that he's he's good to go now, but he's stuck on the IR. So there, you know, all of a sudden he's got TJ Hawkinson. So there's a lot of reasons why I think that Minnesota and Josh Jobs can still win some games here and there, and you can't can't count them out. I'm also surprised that we got a seventh round pick somehow in the trade for him. Yeah, um, pretty cheap for a starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think ultimately we're still we're still trying to win, right? Yeah. And we're still committed to Kirk Cousins in the future because we didn't necessarily go out and get 
you know, like a big name guy. But mm-hmm. I'm locking in the Vikings for this one. All right. Everyone's going to count us out. Everyone's going to think that we can't win. Our defense is really solid. We are not going to have the same offensive passing production. Kirk Cousins was, we were like the third in offensive passing yards, like third in offensive passing attempts. Like we will not have that same production. However, yeah. I think that with Kevin O'Connell being a former NFL quarterback, being a quarterback's coach and offensive guy, he can quickly put together a system that is going to make this work. We forget he was with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay for a long time in Washington and then in, in LA. So yeah, he's seen, he's seen plenty of quarterback turnover in his day. Yeah, we can't, I can't get too much into the Vikings, but surprise win in Atlanta. There's also no Grady Jarrett for, for the Falcons for the rest of the yeah. season. Torres, so maybe, ACL. maybe Alexander Madison could get three yards of carry in this. One. Maybe, maybe we get the second rushing touchdown of the season for our entire team. Let's find out. Stay tuned. <laughs> maybe lock that one in your bets. Cause I know I am. All right. Moving this along in our man categories. I'm sorry, everyone about the Vikings. I'm just so sad right now. We got the LA Rams making their way to green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers are favored. This one by minus three over under here of 38 and a half. Now the Packers were awful last week. They were just terrible. That was just not fun to watch at all how are you feeling about this one Stafford is not practice leading up to Wednesday at this point so if Stafford was fully healthy I'd be leaning the Rams fully we've seen them at their best and we saw them kind of get you know that outlier cowboy game where the Cowboys defense just kind of tears them up makes a bunch of stuff happen some defensive turnovers Um, I think this week now they're on the road or in Green Bay you know Green Bay they said this is a really important 10 games for Jordan Love Um, I do think that this is going to be an opportunity for the Packers to finally get their offense right, get Christian Watson involved, um, as well as the backfield. Um, you know, Jordan Love, I feel like the first couple of weeks he was killing it. The last four weeks he has four touchdowns, seven picks. Not great. Um, I think this is a get-right game for him. They're favored by three. I'm comfortable with that. Um, I think it will be a low-scoring game, though. Yeah, I would not. I would hit the under on this one at 38 and a half. And I'm also with you. I'm going to go with Green Bay as well. I, I, if Matthew Stafford was in, it's a right thumb injury, which to me means like, even if he's yeah. in, that's the, that's the hand that's throwing the ball. That's the hand that's t- like, you know, yeah. that's grabbing every single play. If that, if that thumb is even the slightest bit off as tough as Matthew Stafford is, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So I'll, and it could be something with... that relingers is in my mind as well, that it could happen for multiple weeks. It's, you yeah. know, something we have to expect from the Rams. And you know what? They, they got their, they got their Super Bowl. Everyone's still happy over <laughs> there. I, I wouldn't be that disappointed. So yeah, the trade yeah. still paid off. It, it's fine. It's fine. Let's keep this moving along in our Matt category. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers making their way to Houston to take on the Texans. Houston is favored by minus three over under hero 40. The Texans just didn't have a lot of juice. against the Panthers last week and CJ Stroud just struggled uncharacteristically you know he didn't yeah. throw any interception throw any looking touchdown. like the second pick overall while the number yeah. one pick he's doing <laughs> <his thing. laughs> yeah. and then number one picked the other two they were just they they were running the ball in the in the five yeah. and they could knock it in the end zone though against Houston to the the Mario or yeah. DeMarco Ryan's uh D'Amico Ryan's <laughs> goddamn uh can't get his name out of my mouth uh head coach with the defense now is is making huge changes you can see that as evident yeah and will anderson's been great you know everybody it's like all their draft picks have looked pretty solid so far nico collins um struggled last week we had you know he's had a great season um you know so far on the other side you still have mike evans chris godwin with baker we've seen them have some big boom games this year this one is going to be one that i kind of stay away from i'm going to take houston because i 
like how they're trending upwards, um, kind of trying to chase the division with Jacksonville and Tennessee's getting better. I think things are getting a little bit tighter. Tampa Bay, we've seen them kind of falter to these bad teams the last few weeks. So I'm going to go with Houston. I'm, I got to go opposite of you. I think that this is a game where the Buccaneers can kind of like get back on track. They played pretty well against Buffalo on Thursday night football. I mean, for a second, it looked like they were out of the game entirely. Um, then all of a sudden they were a touchdown away. If Godwin turned around maybe a, a fraction of a second earlier, he could have been able to locate yeah. that ball. Yeah, and all of a sudden, we're, and all of a sudden we're talking about how Tampa Bay pushed into overtime and maybe even won the game. So I think there are some positive things here. And like you said, they still have some solid weapons. The, the Texans are a great team. The draft picks are paying off. They're young. They're, they're talented, including their late rounders like tank Dell. Yeah. I just think that this is a, a tough Tampa Bay team. You know, Damian Pierce has not run the ball. They're not running the ball very well. Tampa Bay doesn't give up a ton of rush yards. Yeah. So for me, this is an opportunity for for Tampa Bay to just make it a one-dimensional game against the Texans and then take advantage of that. And you have enough veterans and Mayfield moves the ball well where I think they can put up enough points. I'll take the I'll take the under in this one at 40. Ooh, you know? 40 yeah. It's, that, it's a it's a the weird defenses one. are too scrappy for them right? to be in 20. Right, so I'll, I'll yeah. take the under. All right, we gotta we gotta keep this moving along. So we have the Chicago Bears making the way to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Saints are favoring this by minus eight and a half over on here at 41. Maybe we should have put this one in the blowout category yeah. looking back at it. I'm locking the Saints. Tyson Bajan, you know, man, he he showed that he was a late round rookie last week. Yeah. He and... he did indeed show that he couldn't get it done. I mean, I looked at that team and that the offense last week and you say, Oh, the chargers got out to a really hot start, but you know who else has won games when they do that? New Orleans, New Orleans, if they're ahead of you and not having to chase you except for that Jordan love game, they genuinely have shown that they can get ahead with a lot of weapons with Taysom Hill and with um, Rashid Shahid. Now on top of already having Thomas and Olave and Kamara in our heads, they're using all these other ways to beat you. I think it's very simple. Um, Eight and a half is a long line. It's a long line. But I got to tell you, like you said, underwhelming Bears offense last week. You got a third string running back, run it in, and then a QB sneak from the one after a couple failed attempts. It doesn't show me you're, like, going to have any potential to be scoring. The kid looks fine, Tyson, but he doesn't look like he's a winner. Um, Derek Carr has needed a matchup like this the last couple weeks, so easy money for me, Saints. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, it's the Saints. Like you said, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, co- copy and paste what Jack said into my mouth, and it just came out again. It's just they're using all the offensive weapons. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some visible, there's some visible frustration coming from Carr with Olave right mm-hmm. now. But I think I think the second half of the season, it's going to start to click, and they're going to figure it out. You know, there was that one pass that it hit him right on the head. Uh. That was a touchdown pass. He just I had the over. I had the over at fifty eight, uh, but I don't know what you're talking about because he would have hit it if he caught it. But I don't know what you're talking oh about. Oh God, <laughs> he's just so good at getting open. He's so good at getting open. It just and they're gonna find it. This is the yeah. this. Is, I think this is one of those games where we can see like a huge Olave game. So you know, locking the Saints. The Bears Ooh. did make Olave eighty yards in this one, Sean. I'll take the over. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I like Let's that on go. This one. I like that Add on this one. Parlay. Uh, Montez Sweat was also traded from Washington to uh, Chicago. To Chicago, so just something to keep in mind. Uh, Jalil Johnson wanted to trade. That trade never worked out. You know, these are just things to keep in mind as we as the off season lingers. For you know, Bears not looking like a playoff team, most likely statistically near impossible at this point. 
Um, but they're not out technically. So, you know, you start to think about the offseason. Anyway, moving this right along, we have the Indianapolis Colts making their way to Carolina to take on the Panthers. The Colts are favored in this one by minus two and a half, over under here at 44 and a half. Minshew's been passing the ball a lot. Indianapolis is looking, you know, they're taking some L's, but they look solid. They do look solid. You know, we were pretty nervous going into week one about Indy and what they were going to look like once they got Jonathan Taylor back. We were kind of hoping we would be talking about Anthony Richardson and how he was killing it to this point. We'll have to deal with that next year. Uh, Gardner Minshew, probably the best. He's kind of established himself as this, like, savior for franchises when their guy goes out. Um, And I got to say, he's been playing great. Um, Give me them, no problem. Uh, You know, I hate a two and a half. This is definitely going to come blow me back in my face. Uh, And the Panthers are going to somehow get their second straight win. But I don't care. I I think that the strength of the Panthers is their run game with Hubbard. And I think that when you look at the Colts, their strength is also their run game. I think Colts at the end of the day can keep time of possession on their side and, and get this. But I hate yeah. I hate that line. I, I like the under at 44 and a half. Yeah, I sure. like the under at 44 and a half. I'll also go with the Colts. I think you're right. Like Zach Moss has played great. He's the second leading rusher in the NFL. As everyone had predicted in the offseason, everyone was saying it's Christian McCaffrey leading rusher, definitely Zach Moss number two. Yeah. Um, so and like they have a great one, two combination here. I think it's been working really well for them. Time of possession becomes so important when they're able to just run the ball effectively as they have been. And Minshew passes the ball. solid. the, the downside of the Panthers is they, they lack offensive weapons. It's yeah. Adam Thielen. And then that's about it. You're absolutely right. Chubba Hubbard does run the ball a little bit better uh, than Miles Sanders. Sanders seems to be dealing with a groin injury. He's not taking a lot of the snaps despite being out, like despite being healthy, you know, so there's possibility yeah. of ling- lingering injury and things like this. So I just don't like what the Panthers are able to do. They won last week. Yeah. But it was a, what was it? 14 to 13. Yeah. Like 14 to 13 or 12. Win. Yeah. Like ugly, it, ugly numbers. And like I said, I think they had a ton of plays inside the red zone, like a ton of plays Carolina and they were not able to convert. And that becomes yeah. so crucial as you get later on in the season, uh, especially in a game like the Colts, where the Colts have been able to put up points and they, they play really well against teams for the most part. They've put up, I think, 25-plus points the last two weeks against the Saints uh, and then the 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 Browns. So I like Indianapolis in this one 100%. All right, let's keep this moving along to the New York Giants making their way to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Uh. The Raiders... Our favorite in this one by minus one and a half with an over under here of 37 and a half. Now, something I just want everyone to know on top of the McDaniels, Zegler and Lombardi firing, they have benched Jimmy Garoppolo. So we're getting fourth round starter Aiden O'Connell coming in for this one to take on Daniel Jones. Maybe. Like, I like it. It's like a little Ron Burgundy tone. You're like, I have no idea what the hell. I don't know what's going on, man. I think Daniel has to play this week. Um, the worst part is he has a neck injury, right? So it's not like he has like a quad injury or, um, you know, kind of like elbow or something where you can evaluate it a little easier. Um, obviously, last week, um, like everyone else, I saw Tyrod Taylor go down and I go, Wow, this game is awful. This Jets Giants game is awful. But that was it. It was uh the one bright spot for the Giants is Barkley, man. 36 carries last week for 128 yards. You think to yourself, those are Derrick Henry numbers. How did they not win? Well, because they only had, they had like negative eight, negative six passing yards, which is the lowest amount of passing yards in the Super Bowl era. I think even before the expansion, before they started keeping those stats. Um, Tommy DeVito. 
you had that rushing touchdown, man. But that was like high school stuff. You got to you got to throw the ball, call plays. Um, I think Aiden O'Connell's a little more uh, in this, but I like the Giants' defense. They've been playing great the last couple of weeks. I'm going to take them, um, not even with my Giants bias, but just because the Raiders are probably going to be an offensive mess uh, going into next week. And thank God we at least still have Brian Dable. Yeah, you know, I'm also going to go with the Giants. Daniel Jones practiced Wednesday without restrictions, so that's a really good sign for this entire team. Downside is that Waller won't be in this one to face his former teens. So that's a little bit something. Potentially, he is also going to go on IR. That's been a rumor circulating, so we'll be monitoring that as the season continues. But that. to me, with Daniel Jones in, it's much better than DeVito. <laughs> Um, you yeah, know, Danny Dimes versus the Raiders defense. I'm more comfortable than Aiden O'Connell versus the Giants. Yeah, 110. That that's what it is for me. Wink's been Wink Martindale's been putting together a ton of great defensive schemes uh, against his opposing offenses, and it's paid off for them. It wasn't a pretty game last week. 24 punts between the Giants and the Jets, as well as I think that they broke the punt record for most punt yards ever in the game. Yeah, like 724. MetLife repping baby. <laughs> so there was a lot in that game that was gross now you're playing the Raiders the Raiders are a dumpster fire again like it bad, feels yeah. like so Giants defense very much high school Raiders vibes for us yeah right yeah it's brutal I feel so bad for them they should have they should stay in Oakland man that's that's also one of the things they had such a good fan base such a loyal fan base out there they still have a loyal fan base but ah that's when they were at the best I don't know uh, how they're favored in you this love one, Raiders actually. fans when they suck and yeah. real true <laughs> fans when they suck. You They're know? the OGs of our lifetime. Uh, I don't know how the Raiders are favoring this one, though. That That is unusual. When you fire a coach, yeah. a GM, and an offensive coordinator, and then you're favored by Vegas. That is very unusual. So keep that in mind, everyone. All right, let's move this into our games of the week because there are a handful in this one, everyone. All right, with the Miami Dolphins making their way to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Chiefs are favoring this one by minus one and a half. Over on here, 50 and a half. Now, when we say... It's in Kansas City. It is not. This will be happening in Deutschland, in Germany. All right, everybody. <laughs> All right. I love that. So, so keep that in mind. This is going to be at 930 in the morning for your fantasy teams, your two attack of Iloa owners, your Tyreek Hill owners, your Patrick Mahomes, your Travis Kelsey owners. 930 in the morning on Sunday. I'm a Mahomes owner. I was hurt last week. Now you got to prepare for this week. Yeah, and remember to take all these players out of your flexes. Like I always say, 930, you definitely have somebody starting in this game. Uh, very much fantasy-relevant game starting off. You're going to be looking at your lineups at 1 p.m. like, oh, crap, like I forgot to take those guys out or move them here. I got to say, um, Sean Ryan the Duck, I just want to highlight this AFC championship potential matchup. How do you how do you put that together, Sean? Are these two still your favorites in the AFC? I think if you're looking at what they're doing, absolutely. I mean, K Kansas City took an unusual loss to Denver last week. They were on a 16-game win streak against them over the last few seasons. Mahomes had won 12 straight. I'd even asked who's going to win his 13th. I might have jinxed it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say this is flu because we've seen it doesn't stop Michael Jordan yeah. from having a flu game. So we're not yeah. going to chalk this up to I think that Denver just put together a much better game plan. The chiefs got rocked. That's it. Yeah. And sometimes that happens. That's any given Sunday. That's what we talk about. Uh, and normally the chiefs are great at game planning and they didn't they just, yeah, we're out game plan. Then <laughs> happens. Game plan for five sure. turnovers. It's un, like, these were uncharacteristic things and it happens. Yeah. Now this is a chance for them to bounce back. The dolphins defense. It has Jalen Ramsey. He got a pick last week. If you saw the pick though, it, that should have been a pick. If it wasn't a pick, 
yeah, you know, like I yeah. don't know what's happening over there. Like it was so ugly. It was across the body. Yeah. Nice little rainbow pass. He loves like, those. He he takes those every time. Yeah, like so to me, the Dolphins are still a, a beatable defense right now. And this it's still an absolutely an AFC championship matchup. These are the two favorite teams, in my opinion, the AFC. Buffalo has been kind of up and down. Uh, Cincinnati's been up and down. Dolphins, though, have yet to beat a, a winning team. So that's something yeah. to keep in mind. But I'm taking Miami at, in this game to say that they finally do that. I think that we've been talking about that, right, about how they have been able to do a lot. But the Kansas City defense is going to be one of the tougher defenses that they faced all year. And I will say right now that, you know, they're still going to have to stop Tyree Kill. If we think – Maybe he doesn't have some kind of revenge on his mind. He feels like that every week. Um, Jalen Waddle, by the way, um, you know, 12 targets for 121 one last week um, shows that even if they do cover Hill, we're, you know, we got a fully healthy Waddle on the other side. Kansas City, obviously great overall team, but I got to go with the Dolphins in this one. They, they're like calling to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll go opposite of you just to go opposite of you. you everyone knows I, I really do love the Dolphins. I think they have put together such a fantastic team. You know, I've, I said Waddle and Hill are going to get over 1,300 yards each. I need Waddle to get about 900 <laughs> more at the moment, which is doable in this I offense. Know. My, I know. My Waddle 1,060 bet that I said was so easy is not looking so great. Right yeah, now. but you know, still a lot of game time left. And For Hill, sure. You know, most re- most receiving yards ever in a player's first eight games, 1,016 yeah. yards. Like, are you kidding me? This is, this is insane, the pace of this offense is working out and the amount of points they've put up. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think that – Spags puts together a great defensive scheme and they they change their scheme in game so well. Mm-hmm. Um, have a lot of experience with Hill on that team and on that roster. So there is some familiarity there. And I do think that Kansas City has to bounce back from from last week, you know, and you can't you can't yeah. go out and put nine points together as an offense, you know, relying on Harris and Butker. So I'll also take the over on this one at 50 and a half. Um, but it's not gonna be pretty. I, I feel like the one yeah. and a half line. Might be true. Might be yeah. true. Like go back to that uh Rams Chiefs game a few years back, where it was only like one two points. Something like that. Yeah. That's the vibe I'm getting. Not 50-50. I'm not saying it's gonna yeah. be that high, but like that like one point difference is gonna end up being huge. But let's yeah. get this moving along. We have the Seattle Seahawks making their way to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens are favored in this, so by minus five and a half over under here of 44. Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Game-winning touchdown for Seattle. He is finally showing out for this team. They're getting him more involved. What are your for thoughts? Sure. Baltimore, top 10 offense, top 10 defense. Looking solid, man. Yeah. You know, Seattle, we've seen them play really bad against bad teams, really good against good teams. We've seen the Ravens just kind of plowing through people this year. So yeah. I think the Ravens at home, me and Sean have been there, very dangerous environment to play on the road. Um, You know, the – Ravens offense, it seems to be working. Gus Edwards last week, three touchdowns, 80 yards on the ground. They just need to keep him running and keep Lamar throwing out. You know, Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews getting heavily involved are probably going to be the only thing that counteracts, you know, the JSN, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, three-headed dragon that Seattle has at their wide receiver car. Um but give me the Ravens at this at this one. Um, the five and a half interests me. I kind of like Seattle five and a half because I think this will be a back and forth game. But I'll take the Ravens straight up. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Baltimore. Like you said, hard to play in there. The way this offense and defense is playing. I think Lamar is an MVP candidate. I think the Ravens yeah. are legit. Um, I'd put them, you know, I go KC 
And then I'd probably go Miami, despite having not being a winning team. And then Baltimore is right there. And the only reason why I put Miami is just we've seen that team put up 70 points. We've seen that they can they have two guys that can just go off for 150 yards apiece. And that offense, that offense gets up 21, 14 points on you, 21 points on you. It's so hard to come back. They can score in six seconds. They can score in, in you know, in six minutes. minutes. Yeah, so it's, yeah. they're they're operating really, really well. But Baltimore is not a team to sleep on. All right. Move us along in our games of the week. We have the Dallas Cowboys making their way to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Philly's favorite in this one. Minus three over under here of 46. Eagles comeback win. A.J. Brown arguably catch of the year uh, for that touchdown pass. What are your thoughts? These are two teams that you love. Yeah, two two of my favorite teams on the planet of Earth, and I'm so glad they're both doing incredibly well. Uh, and they're playing in my favorite place, Philadelphia, uh, one of the best quality fans and stadiums out there. And uh, don't at me. And the thing is, uh, last week we saw both these teams get huge wins. Dallas with a blowout on the Rams we talked about. We also talked about earlier with Washington, how they were back and forth with Philly. Um, but A.J. Brown, man. He broke Calvin Johnson's record for the most consecutive 125-yard games. He caught every one of his targets last week. He had two touchdowns. He has cashed his five and a half in six straight games for reception bets, just putting that out there. Either way, though, Dallas is playing to the point where I don't think I'd ever admit this, but they look like one of the most balanced teams in football. They're hitting on every level they have a cornerback who's got more touchdowns than most running backs do in first eight weeks i i think that if philly hasn't gotten hit in the mouth yet this year it's going to be with dallas and we know these games are rough we know they can't be stopped but i mean cd lamb aj brown this got to be one of the most exciting receiver battles of the whole weekend and probably in the whole league when they face off cd lamb was targeted three times Three times more than any other Cowboys player last week. I mean, these are two wide receivers that are like the MVPs for their teams so far. And uh, but I'm going Philly. I'm sorry, Dallas. You're going out there. Oh, interesting, interesting. Not something you hear very often from Jack is yeah. Dallas. Um, I got to go opposite of you. I'm go. I'm going with with Philadelphia. You know, Dak is eight and three against uh the Eagles in his career and he's won three straight against them. And that makes you probably feel a little bit more comfortable for Dallas. But I think that the way that the offense that the Eagles has been playing has been lights out. The defense did struggle last week against Washington. It struggled a lot, but Eric, the enemy did beat them in the Super Bowl a little bit ago. So you had to maybe attack the defense a little better. Just keep that in mind. Um, But for me, the thing that I'm still worried about with the Cowboys aren't necessarily surrounding Dak, but it's more about the run game. Mm -hmm. Tony Pollard has not been what we've seen from Tony Pollard in the past. And that's not to say that, um, He's not the same guy. Uh, I love him. I think he's an excellent player. I think he's fantastic. Uh, it just they haven't been able to get him going the way they have been yeah. in the past. And if you have to rely on Dak for the long term to pass the ball over and over and over again, we've seen that that can be a recipe for disaster. So for me, I am going to go with the Eagles in this one. They're they're coming off a huge win. They're at home, you know. Mm-hmm. Get get everyone hyped. Kevin Byard is going to be playing after Howie Roseman just made that ridiculous trade and somehow got a pro ball and all pro safety for this team. So they're helping out the secondary, which struggled last week. So they're just doing a lot right to me to to think about them for the future as well. Yeah. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Philly. Sorry, but I got to go opposite of you. Don't worry. Whatever either of us pick for this game, I hate it. (laughs) That's totally fair. All right, let's move us into our last game of the week. We have the Buffalo Bills making their way to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. The Bengals are a favorite in this one by minus two. 
over under here of 49 and a half. It's a rematch of the playoffs last year. The Bengals defeated the Bills in the playoffs in Buffalo. Uh, Bill's probably looking for some revenge. What are your thoughts, feelings, emotions? Dawson Knox yeah. on IR. Yeah, Dawson Knox still on IR. Um, I said in our reel last week that it felt like a Delton Kincaid breakout week. Thank God I was right. Um, you know, he had the highest season snap count of the year, a touchdown, 65 yards. Um, and the Bengals. Um, you know, they give up a lot of yards to the tight end. They gave up 149 last week to Kittle. Um, but this is going to be a very big offensive battle, 49 and a half. The only higher over under this weekend is the Miami Chiefs game. Um, so I, I think that it comes down to these defenses. Buffalo's defense has either kept them in games or not kept them in games this year. And they're going to need it. Cincinnati is fully healthy. Joe Burrow. Last week, only four incompletions on 32 uh, attempts with three touchdowns. And he had 43 yards on the ground. So we're talking a full-on healthy Joe Burrow rest of season. No more lingering knee injury, anything like that. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals at home. And the reason is just because I expect this to be a big game for T. Higgins, who we've seen kind of disappear over the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously, a huge game for Chase. 10 for 100 and, uh, touchdown last week. Pretty much just flat out what you want from your number one receiver. Um, but if anybody is going to hit him in the mouth, probably Buffalo. That minus two for Cincinnati is dangerous. Yeah, I, I got to go opposite of you. I'm, I'm like in the Bills in this one. They lost last year. Uh, to them they want that revenge game they're going to be in Cincinnati what a great way to sort of get back at them beat mm -hmm. them in on the road in their own home place you're right Burrow's been playing great they got a huge win against the 49ers last week I want to see more of T Higgins get involved I'm curious to see if Rasul Douglas was going to be in in this game they just signed the cornerback which is huge for Buffalo or they traded for the cornerback uh, which is huge for Buffalo considering that they're not with uh, Tredavis White for the rest of the season and if you looked on their uh, injury report they say just got here uh, yeah. on their Wednesday <laughs> day. So it was mad funny. If you guys haven't uh, take a look at that, it's really funny. I don't know if he'll be in this game, but I still like this. The, the, this is going to be a good offensive game. I like the over at 49 and a half, and it's going to be a shootout. Uh, but when push comes to shove, Last-minute play, I like a Von Miller sack to stop Joe Burrow from getting it to Jamar Chase, and all of a sudden it's Buffalo's ball off a strip sack, and they're just kneeing down the ball with a nice like three-point victory. Like uh, That, to me, is how this game is. We're going to save that going. clip because if it ends like that, we're going to play you saying that over. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be perfect. <laughs> it'll be just running nonstop on our social media. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going with Buffalo in this one. I think Diggs will also have a pretty big game. I don't know which Bengals defense we're going to get. We're going to get the defense that gives up 17 points. We're going to get the defense that gives up like 25 points. Yeah, that's a good you know? point. They are a so. huge X factor in this one yeah absolutely and don't forget the offensive line for the Bengals. you know haven't played great this year so this could be an opportunity for aj epinensa and von yeah. miller haven't played great the last couple of years <laughs> yeah. yeah something something to keep in mind cincinnati uh but that's all the time that we have thank you everyone for listening thank you everyone for tuning in a uh, lot of great games this weekend yeah enjoy it we are halfway through the season um always make sure to check us out just saying football every week got videos for you uh friday at noon on youtube we got reels for all the primetime games as well um check us out just saying no g on Insta uh, wjs on instagram for all your video and article updates um thank you guys for checking us out have a great weekend and enjoy the sunday games enjoy <laughs>